Welcome to Crummer Connections podcast series. I'm your host, JB Adams. In this series, I'm talking with Crummer alumni and inviting them to share their accomplishments, challenges, and best business advice. Today's show is brought to you by the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. Consistently ranked as the number one MBA in the state of Florida, the Crummer School offers a variety of educational programs to prepare you to become a global, responsible business leader. The Crummer Graduate School of Business, experience excellence. Today's guest is Diane Smith. She graduated from Crummer with her MBA in 2017. She's the Director of Marketing and Business Development for Florida Dairy Farmers, where she has worked for the past 13 years. And she's also had a long career in marketing here in Central Florida, previously working at the Orlando Sentinel. Welcome, Diane. Thank you. It's a a pleasure to have you here with us. Uh, In a moment, we're going to talk about Florida Dairy Farmers and the work that you do for them. But first, I would uh, like to start with some context. People have seen you not just uh, on campus when you were a student, you're still involved with the school. Tell us how you uh, have a relationship with the school after you graduated. Sure, so I continue to serve in the Crummer Alumni Board. When I was a student, I was the alumni representative for my class for the alumni board. And once I graduated, I got the opportunity to serve as a um, full-fledged member. And I serve uh, for the alumni Crummer board and I help um, not only promote Crummer and the benefits of being a student at Crummer, but as well trying to find ways to connect with the community and help our um, alumni uh, progress in their uh, fields of work. Let's talk about Florida dairy farmers and the work that you do with them. First of all, I want to know, how long has Florida dairy farmers been around? So Florida dairy farmers have been around for around 50 years. And we are an association representing the Florida dairy farmers, so people who actually milk the cows every single day so you can get up in the morning and have your nice cup of coffee with milk. So as a Florida resident, when we go to the grocery store, are we buying Florida milk? How can we make sure that we're getting milk that's local? So if you want to get uh, Florida milk, the easiest way is for you to look at the gallon of milk. There's a code in there that talks about the plant number. And if it says, starts with the number 12, that means it is based here in Florida. And that's how you know that it's Florida milk. And it usually takes two to three days from the uh, milk to go from the farm to the processing plant and to the grocery store. So it's very quickly and it's the freshest milk that you can get. I am gonna look for that number 12 every time I buy a gallon of milk. You work uh, in marketing and business development. Tell us what that means. Sure, so my role is really to develop partnership, either industry or with the media to try to promote the healthy benefits of milk. In addition to serving as a spokesperson, I also like you know cook, once in a while and represent organizations how to bring those products and that milk to life via yogurt, via uh, cheese, via ice cream, all those different recipes. In addition to that, I um, like to um, develop partnerships in the community, sometimes with different products, but also with other um, businesses that I might be uh, sympathetic to our organization and be able to develop promotions in the community. Uh, finally, the, the last thing I'd like to know about uh, your relationship with the Florida dairy farmers is just tell us what you love about this work. I love the variety. You know, every single day I have a, a, a different task, a different opportunity to promote dairy. One day I could be 
meeting with a vice president of a foreign country talking about the dairy industry as a whole. You know, the next day I might be picking up boxes and preparing for an event or cooking or doing dishes. So I think I love the variety of it. I also love the opportunity to develop uh, relationships. And I know I talk a lot about this, but I'm a people person. And uh, even though I haven't seen many of you in a while, I definitely miss you and I can't wait to see you. But I think that in the long haul, developing relationships and where you can uh, provide mutually beneficial relationships is very important to me. And this job affords me that opportunity to be a, a resource, to be somebody that can help uh, another organization or another individual achieve their dreams. So I really enjoy that part of it. And it can't be easy for a people person to be going through this pandemic where we have to socially isolate and work virtually. So I hear you loud and clear on that one. When we come back in a moment, we will hear more about Diane's backstory. Stay with us. All right, we are back with Diane Smith, and we have the chance to learn a little bit more about how she came to be the person that she is. Uh, Diane, we're going to start with some fast facts. So uh, here's some quick questions with some quick answers. First, tell us uh, where you were born. New York City. In the city. Which borough? Uh, In the Bronx. In the Bronx. Okay. Uh, And where were you raised? I was raised in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. And uh, I know that you had some influences that sort of shaped your approach to business. Tell us about those early years. Yeah, so when I moved to Puerto Rico, I went to live with my grandparents. Uh, They were both entrepreneurs and business owners. They owned the jewelry, the furniture store, and the travel agency in my little town. So I think I was always influenced by them, by their work ethic. I was influenced by their dedication and also by their uh, compassion when working with uh, their clients and their business. Now, uh, let's paint a picture of this. How big was the town? There's probably about 10,000 people tops. Okay. In the the center of the island, not exactly in the middle, but maybe a little bit more to to the west side of it. And, And if I understand correctly, you said a furniture store, a jewelry store, and a travel agency. Were these separate entities? How did the customers uh, access these stores? Sure. So the furniture and the jewelry store was in the same same location. And then the travel agency was right across uh, from it. However, you know, while I did come after school and spend some time there and try to help a little bit, you could always find me just two stores down, which is actually the corner pharmacy, the pharmacy in town. Because since growing up, I always wanted to be a pharmacist. And I used to just spend all my time in there trying to learn, try to hang out. And I'm sure I bothered them all the time. Now, did you get a job at the pharmacy in those early days? You know what? I actually, I would not a, not a specific job, but I said more like a volunteer job. But I'll tell you a little bit more about that. So I wanted to be a pharmacist. So the pharmacist kind of took me in and they would teach me about the medicines. They would teach me about the different control methods about the names and what they did. Sometimes they would let me count the pills, you know, maybe that right now, probably that's not not okay to do, but I'm sure they counted right after me. Um, But other things that I used to do is that during the holidays, like Mother's Day or Father's Day, I used to work at the perfume counter and would just 
be there and tell people about perfumes, let them try them out. I will wrap them up pre really pretty. And then at the end of my shift uh, for that weekend, they would just give me a perfume and then I would have something to give to my grandfather or to my grandmother. And that would be my payment. Yeah, your payment was the perfume. So they never gave you a paycheck or any kind of cash. They just no. rewarded you with a little, you know, work in trade, sell the perfume and then get a bottle of perfume. That's a great story. Um, and it really kind of shows where your priorities were because you had access to all these opportunities, but you just sort of made your own opportunities out of all of it. Um, what kind of advice would you give to a young person who's trying to find their way and particularly someone who is in a situation similar to yours? Sure. And you know what? I tell this to my kids. I tell them to interns, to mentees. And it's like, if you are interested in a specific topic or area, try to get a job there, try to volunteer, try to ask questions. I think especially when you're a student, I think professionals are a lot more open to provide information, to meet with you, to give them their time. So take advantage of that. And always, you know, you might find out that you love it, or you might find out that you don't. And I think that experience, either positive or negative, is really important. So true, try to find a, a job or a volunteer opportunity or an internship in the field that you're interested in. So let's establish, you were very interested in pharmacy and then you had a transition when you were a teenager that was pretty significant. So tell us about how that changed your life. Sure. So when I was 15 years old, um, my grandfather passed away. And then I had a, a crossroad. Right? What do I want to do? Do I want to stay in Puerto Rico? Or do I want to move with my grandmother to Florida? So I think that was a, a big transition moment to me. And I wanted to continue to learn English. You know, we had talked about my grandparents were travel agents and that's kind of how I started learning English because when I traveled with them, I used to be their translator, you know? And, and I said, well, you know, I want to continue to learn English. I want to have bigger opportunities. So I'm going to move to Florida and I'm going to live with my grandmother and I want to come here to college. So I think that was a big transition uh, time for me. Tell us about the adversity. I think that moving to a place where you do not know, you know, hardly anybody except your family, uh, fitting in into high school, uh, where people dress differently, you know, people acted differently, everybody already had their own um, cliques. I think it was, you know, it was difficult. It, it was, it was not easy. You know, I remember having to wait for my aunt to come pick me up after school and, uh, I, I got to meet one person and I could communicate with them, but you know, it's kind of hard when you're trying to, to communicate and you're not completely fluent with somebody in high school, you know, and I think that um, I worked really hard uh, just, you know, trying to build relationships. And I think that has helped me, I think, through my career, um, you know, that importance of them, of, of really connecting with somebody, even if, it's not in the same language, but there's a lot to be said for nonverbal communication and the way when you meet with somebody. And I think that that's one of the things that I, that I am a people person, right? That I like to connect with them. I like to meet them. And uh, I think that that's one of the things that I learned. Yeah, you're a people person who was really challenged with overcoming a language barrier. And I think there's a recurring theme of, of perseverance. You know, if you're lucky enough, 
things happen with for you for the first time. But I think for many of us, if we want something, we have to go after it. And if the first time doesn't work out, you just have to keep on trying. So I think perseverance is very important and, uh, you know, achieving your goals as well. And you know what, sometimes I don't write them down and I probably should as everybody else, everybody else says, but you know, as long as you think about them and you revisit them in your mind often, uh, you know, it can happen and you can make it happen. When we come back in our next segment, we will hear more about Diane's early career. Stay tuned. We are back with Diane Smith of Florida Dairy Farmers, and we're talking about her early career. So we've established that she came to Florida. She wanted to be a pharmacist. Diane, what happened to that dream of being a pharmacist? Well, one of the things that um, happened was organic chemistry, and that is the truth. Uh, It was just very difficult. I was not getting it. And at the same time, I was still volunteering for homecoming. I was volunteering in my sorority. I was really involved in a lot of things. And I said, you know what? I don't think I want to be in a lab all my days and just wear a white lab coat. I think, you know, we, have, we already established that I'm a people person. And I said, you know what? I think it's time for me to, to look at other opportunities. And while I love chemistry, um, I thought that, switching over to doing special events was the the career for me and organizing projects. So I went and and I met with different um, leaders in the community. I met with people at the school and I said, you know what, what should I major in? And I decided that liberal arts was the best path for me and I got a minor in business. So I kind of just like switched over and decided to get into marketing. And that's how I, I am where I am now. Tell us where you were studying. And so I went to the University of Central Florida. Okay. And uh, there I had different internships uh, after I decided to change my major. And one of them was the Orlando Sentinel. So I was working in the marketing department and I was working in special events specifically. So it was a dream opportunity for me to be able to have exposure at such a large organization at that point in time you know it was so much bigger and it was so difficult to get into so I was really proud that I I got the opportunity to intern there and learn. And when you switched from uh, pharmacy to marketing as a result of organic chemistry did it feel like this was a better fit you felt like it had arrived and uh, you know did you wonder why had I not thought of this sooner? Yes yes and yes I think that um it was just such an easy, natural transition. You know, since I was little, I knew I wanted to be a pharmacist. But then when I think I started getting more into the, I was really good at chemistry. I was getting great grades. But I think that I was at the same time, I was also volunteering. I was doing other things for fun. And you know what? I think you need to love what you do Mm, for your career. And I think I found what I love. So it was an easy transition for me. And it was so interesting. And I just kind of took off and never looked back. Yeah. And while you were at uh, the Sentinel in your internship, you had a valuable takeaway when your boss went on vacation. Tell us about that. It did. So, so my boss said, you know what, here's your internship. These are the projects that you're going to work on. I'm going to be getting married in about two months. You know, and I'm going to leave you here for two weeks. So, you know, I'm really hoping that you can help me out and do the best you can. And my um, 
my supervisor uh, had not been at the Sentinel for a long time either. Like I started almost at the same time that he did his internship as well as, as his job. And by the time he got back from his um, honeymoon, from being married, you know what? He's like, oh my God, Diane, you know more people in this building than I do. And I thought that that was a, a you know very fun part. And he would tell everybody. And when I ended up getting the job at the end of my internship, you know, he's like, that's the reason I gave you the job because you took the initiative. You went out there and you helped out in the HR department. You went and talked to other people in editorial and you did this. And via your relationships, you were able to complete your job because it's not about what I knew. It's about who I knew. And I think that's, uh, I think the big takeaway is like you work with people and you can be very knowledgeable, but if you don't know how to get things done, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. It's not about what you know. It's about uh, who you know. When we come back in our next segment, we will hear about Diane's Crummer experience. Stay tuned. All right, we are back with Diane Smith of the Florida Dairy Farmers, and we would uh, like to hear more about your Crummer experience. So let's start with where you were at in your career and what led to the decision to attend Crummer. Sure. So I already moved in uh, from the Orlando Sentinel and got a new job at Florida Dairy Farmers. And I had seen over the years that people with masters were really again, advancing, especially in the marketing field, that they were getting the promotions. And I felt that I was not uh, at the level that I wanted to be. And I had wanted to get my masters for a really long time, but because of having kids, because of working special events at nighttime or in the weekends. And, you know, um, my mom always, you know, helped me out with the kids. And she used to tell me, Diane, hurry up and do it so I can help you. So when I finally decided to make that decision and, and start my MBA and the application process, you know, my mom passed away unexpectedly. Yeah, it was sudden. I had gone to my first interview already when she was at the hospital and unfortunately she passed away and we were at her funeral in Puerto Rico. And I just remember, uh, you know, we, we were at a hotel in San Juan facing the water and just being out there, just reflecting about all the things that were happening in my life when I got a call from Crummer, and it was that I was accepted and it was just such an incredible moment for me, so profound because, you know, I was thinking of everything that is going on in my life that I know I wanted to do it for myself. But at that point, I decided, you know what, not only I'm going to do this for me, but I'm also going to do it for my mom. And it's a powerful reminder for all of us that to get an advanced degree like this is a big commitment. And it's not something we do to just enhance our careers. It's something we do to change our lives. So thank you for sharing that, Diane. It's powerful. Uh, we are going to learn more about your Crummer experience by playing Crummer Insider Free Association. So I'm going to read you a series of prompts. I'm going to invite you to provide the first answer that comes into your head. And these are questions that any Crummer student can relate to. So are you ready, Diane? I'm ready. Here's the first one. I started my Crummer education in the year? 2015. I finished classes and graduated in the year? 2017. My cohort name and number was? EMBA 36. And my cohort name was the 
I forgot the C-suite something. <laughs> you had a cohort, oh, you had a team name. Oh, our team name, yes. EMBA 36. My cohort was known for being diverse. For our international study, we went to Morocco. And the thing that made the greatest impression on me during our Morocco trip was the technologically advancements that are happening in Morocco and especially solar energy. Oh, excellent. Uh, my favorite course was Mergers and Acquisition with Dr. Kimas. We'll come back to that one. My favorite professor was Dr. Meyer, accounting. And during the experience, my greatest time management moment or lesson was you can survive in six hours of sleep a day or for a whole year and a half when you're doing your MBA. Don't worry. <laughs> Not forever, but for two years, you can. That is true. Uh, I know we're going to talk about mergers and acquisitions in our next segment, but I would like to ask, uh, what was uh, one of the things that really surprised you about the experience while you were a student? You know, I think we always hear that Crummer is a very um, small, tight-knit um, program. And I think that really seeing it firsthand is very important. I think uh, just the care that the professors and the staff take on your education and trying to help you achieve what you want to achieve, I think this is something that always stays with me. So in the context of the Crummer experience, Diane, uh, what advice would you give to a current student, someone who's uh, studying right now? I think a lot of times we focus um, just in completing the class and doing the homework and, you know, getting a passing grade. But I think it's really important to be able to take a little bit of time to absorb the information. You know what, if I had to go back and do this again, what I would do is maybe after every class, I would just maybe write a couple of thoughts down so then I can reflect and go back at it because sometimes it feels that everything just goes so back, you know, it goes in a blur, in a blink of an eye. And I think it's important to reflect on what you learned, what you did, and then also make sure that you, you know, connect with your classes, connect with your professors, and be able to develop those relationships that are going to help you at the end of the road. Good advice for any student. I really want to hear about how you've had a chance to apply what you learned from your Crummer experience toward uh, your career with Florida Dairy Farmers. Uh, I, I know you said in the previous segment that one of your favorite classes was Mergers and Acquisitions with Dr. Halil Kimaz. You know, it really was because I think it was one of my later classes in the program, but I think it kind of brought everything together because we, uh, in the program, I think that we're looking for how to look at things in a global perspective as far as like leadership and what you do and also in the C-suite, which of course is where I want to be. But I think that is, it was very important mergers and acquisition because it combined not only the numbers that we learned from accounting or efficiency from Dr. Yoho, uh, but also the human capital, you know, and how to merge those two together because we're, you're merging, you know, two different companies. You really have to take, pay attention to the people that are coming in and how to bring two separate ideas, opinions, and companies into one new vision. But I thought it was just so interesting that I said, you know what, in any kind of project that you do, maybe you're having two different ideas. I work with a lot of um, groups and organizations, and I think it's always important to find out how can we both 
win. You know, it's not about somebody winning and somebody losing, but how can we both win? And I think that's just very important to me. Uh, Diane, thanks so much for your thoughts. We're, we have just a few more things uh, to say as we bring this chat to a close. Uh, people have heard you tell your story. I'm sure that's going to pique some interest with some folks. What's the best way for people to reach you? Sure. You know what? I am old fashioned. Give me a call. You can send me an email. Meet me at one of the Crummer events. Um, you can find me at floridamilk.com. All my information is in there, my email, uh, my phone number. So I look forward to talking to you. I'm sure someone's going to take you up on that offer. Uh, can you give us a, a brief idea of what's next for Diane Smith and or Florida Dairy Farmers? So after my experience with Crummer, you know, I've had the opportunity to be promoted in my, my uh, position. I have had the opportunity to expand my role. And uh, sometimes it's not about the promotion or the title, but I think after you have the opportunity uh, to have the experience and a lot of exposure to a lot more knowledge, you actually start uh, influencing other uh, people that you work with and you just the you know as time at the same time that you're trying to teach and impart your knowledge you're also learning and growing so you know what one day soon i hope to be in a c-suite near you and uh making a difference in the world not only in the office but in the community and at home that's excellent never stop striving uh one final thought if there's anyone out there who's thinking about whether or not they should pursue an mba and at the Crummer School, what advice would you have for them? It's never too late to learn. Never stop learning and just do it. I wish I would have done it 10 years ago and uh, don't be like me. Just go ahead and go to one of the informational sessions. I'll be there, call me, talk to me, but just make sure that, that you really do it because it's just for you. Thanks so much, Diane Smith of the Florida Dairy Farmers. It's been a great pleasure chatting with you today. And uh, we hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much. Today's show is brought to you by the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. Now is a great time to consider enhancing your career success by pursuing an advanced degree in business. And the Crummer School offers a variety of educational programs to help you become a global, responsible business leader. To learn more about the programs and begin the application process, go to crummer.rollins.edu. The Crummer Graduate School of Business, experience excellence. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again soon with another episode. Crummer Connection podcast series is a production of Victor Media Group. It's the mission of Victor Media Group to make the world a better place by making ourselves better people. If you like this show, follow us at Victor Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today's show was created and hosted by J.B. Adams, executive produced by Gerard Mitchell, with production by Jeremy Harmson and production assistance by Gerardo Abreu. Our gratitude goes out to Mike Brown and Loveland Finley in alumni relations for their gracious help and support. Until next time, fiat lux.